Hi, I'm Haley Smith. I'm Chloe Narancic. And I'm McKenna Riley. And welcome to the podcast where we're going to talk about the phrase to never forget. When I first heard never forget, I must have literally thought like it meant means something to remember something forever. Yeah, I felt the same way. I think it means that it just we should never forget what happened in the past. I felt like it could be something like remember something good or bad. Like you can remember something like that um, people had to endure what they had to go through, or like the, how they were tortured, or you can remember something like ha- how they um, like how they were saved or like who helped them. Yeah, and I think like to never forget is to like remember something till you die almost because you really just need to like hold on to that because we don't want. Sometimes we don't want a situation to repeat, like for example, the Holocaust, where we learned about this idea to never forget from Elie Wiesel's experiences that he conveys through night and his acceptance speech of the Nobel Prize, where he really wants this idea of we don't want the bad experiences to repeat, so we just need to keep on reminding people that this happened to not have that happen again. And we usually want to remember in order to like honor those people or recognize like what they had to endure or what they did to like help somebody else. Yeah, and I think by always remembering what happened, it sh- kind of shows um, us paying our respects towards what they faced and the things they went through. Because as even if we can't be in their shoes and like see what was happening from their eyes, we can kind of get a little bit of an understanding by hearing the trauma that they talked about. Yeah, and I feel like this comes up in like more than just the Holocaust. Like, like in 9/11, we kind of like want to remember something in order to like in, like learn from our lesson, like for not to happen again. Um, well, even like um, during 9-11, we see a lot of propaganda where it is like the picture of the Twin Towers and it says never forget below it. And I feel like because we have that idea, it is very like recognizable for a lot of people. So we are conveying that idea of never forgetting that this bad experience has happened and to honor those who were lost. Yeah. I and mean, then also it's like we can like kind of think as a lesson to like Say if we got like a similar situation or something was happening, we can like remember what happened in the past and how like as a community we can come together to like fix something so that we, we don't go through this again. Exactly. Like if we understand and we see that what was happening before, now we know what not to do and how to prevent it from happening again in the future. Like a really good idea that you had um, conveyed earlier, Chloe, was that um, how we had the school shootings and how we're trying to prevent them by having like the. Uh, people who went through it come forward and talk about their experiences that way we can empathize with them and try to force change so that way it doesn't happen yeah we have like the saying never again like um after this happened like because it's our generation that's kind of taking charge in this because like we're the ones in school this is happening to so like we don't want it to happen again so like coming together and by not forgetting this we're like we're um, kind of like taking charge and like putting it to like putting it to action and so like we can like stand up for ourselves and a future generation so like and making sure they remember so like it doesn't happen again and we can take like we can take action to make it sure like this is not happening again, you know yeah and going back to what Haley said about hearing it from someone who actually experienced it especially with like school shootings I think it's really important that when students come and speak about it you really get to see what happens from their perspective and how traumatizing that may be and by hearing it from someone who actually went through it you get a much more deeper understanding of how scary it was and how we don't want something to happen like that again because you don't want more people feeling the way that they did.
Well, and even yeah. having those people that were there telling the experience to the younger generations is really important because now we're coming into 2020 next year and a lot of the Holocaust survivors are beginning to pass away because it was such a long time ago. We really need to keep that idea of never forget because soon there will be people who weren't there to experience it to tell other generations about it. So we really need to make sure that we have people to convey that opinion like that are younger like for example us students and also like, so. kind of like gives us like a chance to empathize for them like we can obviously never feel that exact pain they felt and we're never want to so we're not, we're not forgetting but like having that idea of like what they went through in that story helps us to realize like why this is such a big deal why it's, we don't want it to happen again yeah i think it definitely shows the importance of how we can't forget and we definitely don't want to make sure we definitely don't want to just push it aside and act like it never happened because without knowing the like pain everyone went through, we can never know how to make things better for their own. Well, thank you guys. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm McKenna Riley. I'm Chloe Narancich. And I'm Haley Smith. And today we're going to be talking about how the idea of never forgetting can relate to other historical events. Um, I think the more, one of the more obvious ones is slavery and how for a long time, like African-Americans were slaves in America and we didn't really do it. Like, they obviously, they knew it was, something was wrong with it. They tried to fight for it, but like they were afraid of the consequences that would like happen to them if they stood up for themselves. So for a long time, they just kind of stayed silent and, like, let themselves continue to suffer. Yes. And um, that's why, like, during, I guess, like, our English classes, even, we kind of analyzed the documents where it's, like, Frederick Douglass talking about how we need to stop this oppression and stuff because we need these people to, like, kind of stand up for the oppressed, which is kind of what the Never Forget movement is like, having a person stand up for the oppressed in order to, like cause change yeah mm -hmm. and definitely i think like as african americans were targeted just because of race and stuff that like people everywhere they saw what was happening but they didn't do anything to stop it instead they almost expanded this idea of having a slave and that's almost where like a slave trade became like popular because people yeah. everywhere around the world wanted slaves and so you had this big just trade of slave would go here and then they would do this and it was just a continuous cycle and no one did anything to stop it. And also I feel like other people, like they knew this idea was bad, but like they're afraid to be an outcast to go against the general public. So they kind of just stayed quiet and like let it happen around them. Another thing is too, is that these people were put into slavery for no apparent reason. Like they didn't do anything wrong. They literally were just like living in Africa. And then these people, like white people just came and went, you're our property and then they like they did nothing wrong so it's this whole idea of innocence being turned into the enemy for no apparent reason it's like because they were so. different like people didn't see like who they were they kind of saw like what they were and like their race and like they kind of saw them as something different than them so like that was bad to them so they kind of used that to their advantage exactly i think that they almost just looked at them like oh you are not our skin color and so we're gonna treat you differently and it was almost this like like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, that's exactly what they did. Like, you don't look at anything of what they're capable of. It's just their physical appearance. And I think 
that was one of the things that was so horrible about it because they did nothing wrong and they had no intention but they still were taken into captivity and tortured and that's similar tonight because like they were just jews or like because of their race or how they looked they were taken into like these concentration camps where they were like tortured and had to go through like all these obstacles just because of what they believed in and they were obviously people just like the people who were doing this to them but they saw them as like animals and they dehumanized them so far that they didn't even see themselves as humans anymore. They kind of saw themselves as objects that were like there to kind of be slaves to these people and like kind of be like a guinea pig almost and like just put th- through these things. Yes, and like um, the whole idea was too is that um, Hitler kind of like wanted to get Germany out of debt. So that's why they, they had to put it to blame on someone else other than Germany themselves. So they put it to blame on the Jews. And that's where this whole idea came from, that the Jews were the enemy. So, that was not And then also we kind of see, like, the consequences of not acting, like, acting upon something. Because even today we still, like, see some forms of slavery in other countries. And how it can continue to happen throughout different countries and in our own country after we didn't speak up about it. And even when we kind of ended, ended slavery for the most part in America, it still remained because people were too afraid to kind of um, take action on it because of the consequences they would face and we still see that domino effect today like things still happening because it took so long for us to take action exactly and like instead of using these experiences from the past and learning from them we kind of we took it in the beginning but then eventually we started to wear it down and as Chloe said there's still things happening today and people are not doing anything about it of course it's gotten better but it's nowhere Well, even if it's like, it's this idea of how we put Christopher Columbus up on a pedestal, despite the fact that he basically slaughtered a whole bunch of Native Americans just because of the way they were. And they even put them into slavery as well. So it was this whole idea of them being the savages, despite the fact that they stole the land from them. And like, we just, we still act like Christopher Columbus is a good person, which is that whole idea of where oppression is still present now. That's also I feel because like because like we are like as like white Americans, people like want to be like they knew that that was bad, so they don't want to have that like, guilt on them, so they kind of act like it never happened or like it was okay in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm Chloe Narancic. I'm McKenna Riley. And I'm Haley Smith. And today we're talking about times in our life when we have remained silent or neutral in faces of oppression. So I kind of talked about a more general idea of um, staying silent when facing oppression from adults because even though it may be in minor and significant instances, it can still hurt a person or make them feel unworthy. But we're too afraid to stand up for ourselves because we don't want to come across as like un- disrespectful or rude to an adult and kind of like and we think we're better and more power authority. Um, kind of like something in my life that like, has happened before is like in volleyball. I take it like very seriously. It's like a big part of my life. And in the past, like coaches have kind of told me like, oh, I don't t- or, like you're not taking it seriously or you don't care or like like you're not performing well. So like that's kind of their to so kind of tell me that I'm like I don't care enough, even though like obviously I do care. And, like I want to take my own path and experience in volleyball. But instead of like standing up for myself and my teammates when this happens to them, I kind of stay silent because I don't like want to come across as a rude player or like get less playing time or anything just because I'm being rude to a coach. Yeah, and even like in your situation, you kind of have that thing where you're afraid that you'll 
be on the adult's bad side. Mm -hmm. And I totally get that because a lot of times, like, when you're, let's say you're quote-unquote talking back to your parents, you're afraid yeah. that you'll get that punishment or something. And it's kind of that idea where we're afraid to stand up for ourselves just because, um, even if it is doing the right thing, we're afraid of that consequence. Which is very similar to in Night, how they were afraid to stand up for themselves because they there was a chance that they would get executed. Or, for example, getting the lashes on the back like Ellie when he, I think he talked back to an SS officer. So. Yeah, and a lot of times, like, we're in the, like, today's age, we're afraid of how to be we're perceived or viewed by, like, our peers or our adults. So instead of saying, like, we don't want to be, like, the, oh, like, the over, like, the feminist or politician, so we kind of just stay neutral in a position, like, where nobody can judge us. Yeah, and I think that we're so afraid of these labels is because when we get these labels, they're almost given to us with, like, a bad, in, like, a bad way. Connotation. Like people will use these as an insult or, like, think of it as a bad thing, yeah. and so we're afraid of what other people will think. And also adults, like, I think we fear what would happen because we grew up knowing that, like, we have to respect adults and adults are always right and we should listen to them and everything like that, but some adults don't understand that like everyone does things differently and it just depends on the person and like they kind of see us as like uh, i kind of kind of compare it to like how in night how they kind of saw the jews as like not as important or like kind of unworthy and because like they're the adults obviously it's not like in the same manner at all but like if you can compare it to that it's like as as children we're kind of like oh like almost like lower class like we don't matter as much because like we don't understand because we haven't gone through as much well, it's even like that pressure in um, high school movies either, or just like high school in general, where it's that pressure to be popular. And it's like, it's that whole idea of you can't have a, an opinion, and if you do, then you are given this bad, I, bad name type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost as if we just, if we have an opinion, we're going to get judged. But if we don't have an opinion, then we have to stay silent, and it almost feels like we can't stand up for ourselves and we can't do anything that we want to and we just have to follow whatever society it's also the pressure on our generation to kind of like to make a change because like after all this time like things are like getting worse but we're trying to like taking action on it and like wanting to take like take charge in these things and like change them for ourselves and our our kids and our grandkids but, like uh, adults kind of like they support it in some ways but also they feel like oh, like, you can't have an opinion on this because you haven't experienced it or you haven't gone to this, even though we are experiencing it, like, firsthand, and it's, like, impacting our generation the most, so we're trying to, like, t change in it. But, like, since um, we're kind of seen as, like, younger, almost unworthy of having this opinion, we kind of send, like, stay, stay silent because we don't want to get judged by our parents or teachers or any person with, like, more authority than us. Um, an example from my own life where it's kind of that idea of you're afraid of getting judged was... Um, I play a lot of online video games, and I know that there's this idea of how um, past generations have always thought that gay people are, like, bad, but now our generation is becoming more accepting, but even with that, there are still some people who like to oppress gay people, so for example, like, when I'm playing video games, a lot of people use gay with an, a bad connotation, and it's kind of like that idea of, I know that's wrong, but I'm afraid that I will be um, oppressed by that person who's using that word in a negative connotation. So I just kind of stay neutral and don't say anything about it. But like more recently I've been growing and I learned that that's wrong. So I'm starting to stand up against that idea of using slurs and really bad names against people who are innocent. 
so and i feel like it kind of goes back to what we said before like never forgetting like it becomes so normalized that it happens so often that we kind of just like we don't see it as something that's a bad thing we kind of say oh that's just normal you know they don't mean it in that way like we're forgetting that it's bad so we're kind of allowing it to happen again yes yeah and i think that um as we get older we start to see what's happening and we learn from this and in the future we will make it better thank you for listening Hey guys, I'm McKenna Riley. I'm Chloe Narancich. And I'm Haley Smith. And today we're going to be talking about how in our lives we can honor Rizal's message in both his novel and from his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech. So I first said that we can just recognize what happened during the Holocaust, what they had to endure, and kind of like, kind of um, acknowledge that it happened and like, that we have to kind of um, honor them in that way. Yeah, and um, on top of like, knowing that it happened we also need to like like promote that idea of not oppressing others just because of who they are and accepting them no matter who they are like as long as they're not hurting others at least (laughs) yeah i think it's really important to just make sure that everyone feels accepted and that we shouldn't judge them or think anything any differently of them just because of their background or anything like that also, in, in our schools, and our communities, we can promote kindness, love, and equality and make sure no one is put in a situation in which they have to remain silent. And like, there's a lot of different ways to do this, like making signs or like having rallies or like even just like having guest speakers at schools, kind of like just talking to kids about it because in schools, it's kind of like hard to, um, sometimes we don't always know it's there or it's not happening to us. It's kind of knowledge that it is there, even though it's not happening to you. A lot of people will be silent about it, so it's kind of just like noticing those small things and kind of like standing up for them and like just don't be a bystander when you see like bullying and all that stuff um and if someone really needs a friend like take that that extra step and ask them if they want to sit with you or something like that um and make sure to let the person know who is oppressing another person and what they're doing is wrong and report it to a teacher or something so that way it doesn't continue yeah i think it's really important that we stand up for if we see something wrong to try and make a difference because even if it doesn't solve the problem completely it's going to be one step closer to solving it. and also that person can kind of feel vulnerable and like afraid to speak up because like they don't want anything worse to happen to them so it's like a bystander someone watching it's good to stand up and like tell a trusted adult because like in in the end it's like not going to bring any harm but more good and it might be like scary but like it's gonna benefit them and you and everyone around you yeah and also um it'll help like your own well-being i feel like because oftentimes when you do help other people you do feel better morally as a person and um it's just a good idea to help others out because i know a lot of people are in a dark place especially in high school and helping people out of that is a really good way to help yourself as well yeah yeah, and I think by seeing the message that Wazal shows in his novel and you see everything happening to these people, if we stand up for things that were wrong, we can not repeat what happened again in the past. Yeah, that kind of like least likely to happen. Like, if you if everyone knows that people are standing up to bullies and, like, they're getting kind of, like, called out for it, then obviously they're not going to be the one to cause all that pain and be like, almost, like, get in trouble because they're doing stuff that's, like, 
not liked by everyone else. Well, even I noticed a lot, a lot of times people don't stand up for others because they're afraid that they'll get the same thing happening to them, which is kind of what happened at night, how they were afraid that they would get harmed if they stood up for what was wrong, for what was right, sorry. And, um... I feel like if we just kind of ignore that and see like if they if you know something is wrong just let them know and chances are nothing will bad will happen but if that does happen then be sure to report it to an adult yeah yeah I think that we really just have to take the risk because it's gonna have a more positive effect and even if something bad does happen at least you tried to make a difference which is important yeah and also like if you don't take that step that risk like it could just continue to get worse, so, like, either way, there's, like, no harm, like, say if something does happen, like, it would still continue to get worse if we didn't say that, so, it's, like, more beneficial than Yeah, even, harmful. like, Ellie Wazell, he talks about times where he wished he had stood up, um, when he was reflecting on the past and how he kind of, when he was older, he decided to start taking those extra steps, like, with the woman that was throwing the coins at the poor people she like he told him like that's wrong he told her that that's wrong and he really just like took that initiative because he realized that he should have done that in the past yeah and i think that even if we are scared that something's gonna happen we just have to go for it because later on we're probably gonna regret not doing it something for other people because even if we can't solve whatever is happening as like a whole, we can progressively get there and make somewhat of a difference. Thank you guys.